Greetings, everyone. This is Resh. Welcome to my podcast channel, Dialoguing with the Resh Podcast. For episode three, I'm going to talk briefly on gratitude, with a myopic focus on how it supports positive well-being and life development. Most people have somewhat of an instinctive understanding or perception on what constitutes gratitude. Some don't believe in it, and others, like myself, swear by it, and in fact, live for it. The word gratitude derives from the Latin word gratus, which essentially means thankful or grateful. It can be perceived as an emotional, an intellectual, and/or combined spiritual experience. It is the quality of being thankful. And the willingness to show appreciation and to return kindness in a way that a person sees as fit. To me personally, I see gratitude as an attitude, which is enacted and deployed in my reasoning, behaviors, and actions. In terms of its origins, the concept of gratitude can be traced back to animals, where they have been known. To engage in reciprocal altruism, altruism refers to behaviors that benefit another individual at a cost to oneself. A good example that comes into my mind is those hardworking、uh, worker bees who devote their entire existence to the queen bee and to the hive. Research has also supported the notion of altruism amongst humanity. As they find it rewarding, for example, giving away your lunch to a hungry child, as you can feel the hunger pain, and you are prepared to sacrifice your hunger to ensure that the child is being well fed and not starving. So, what determines whether a person feels gratitude or not? I suppose. The burning question here is: Do we all have the propensity for it? And the answer is no, we don't. There is an abundance of research that supports the notion of interplay of factors such as cognition, personality, gender, morality, parenting style, culture, the environment, and the religion, and so forth. Can influence, shape, and inform a person's grateful disposition. There has been some research that have reported females naturally have a tendency to feel more grateful than men, and this is, I suppose, more relevant to straight men. Not all straight men, but most of the straight men I've worked with in a professional、uh, practice. And a therapeutic practice tend to disassociate emotions as they see it as weakness, and they don't want to dampen their masculine persona. I blame society for that. Gay men, on the other hand, I found are wired a bit differently, and are in touch and attuned with their emotions. I'm a living proof, people. There are also barriers. That can hinder or disable a grateful disposition, and these can include things like envy, jealousy, 
materialism, narcissism, and cynicism. I will give you four examples now on how um, being grateful can support positive well-being and development. Firstly, gratitude counteracts hedonic adaptations. By being grateful, we can seek pleasure and avoid suffering. So it almost has elements of stoicism in it. For example, when people acclimate themselves to positive things and focus on those positive things in their lives and show appreciation for those positive things when bad things happened, we can use those positive experiences to move forward and to negotiate and navigate obstacles. I do blame society for dumbing down people. Plenty of systems like educational, human services systems, organizational systems have conditioned people to victimize, problematize and catastrophize things. Very sad indeed. So we want to really focus on the positive things and use those experiences to move forward in life with ease. Secondly, this example aligns quite well with Barbara Fredrickson's theory of positive emotion, broaden and build theory. Positive emotions can broaden a person's array of thoughts and actions. For example, happiness encourages people to play push their limits, work out of their boundaries and scope, and be creative whilst also building the person's psychological and social resources, which they can rely on during difficult times. So really, by focusing on those positive emotions and not fixating and preoccupying oneself on those bad emotions, we can build and add on to your capacity and also form resilience. Thirdly, is to consciously cancel out those negatives and redefine meanings and recontextualize things. Now, it's very important when you're grateful that you use a negative experience as a teachable experience, a teachable moment. Therefore, it's very important to not be reduced by the negatives, rather be enhanced by it and see it as a teachable moment. To redefine meanings and to recontextualize things. And we have the power within us to redefine those meanings if we choose to do so. So choices are very important and so are decision making as well. A good example that comes into my mind is my allegation story, okay? Uh, having been through a series of allegations in the last few years, you know, things can be quite difficult for me and I've had to really sit back and be grateful of those allegations and actually thank the person who had made those allegations and say thank you for adding value to my life because by going through those hardships 
I not only build resilience, but I'm prepared for what's coming next in the near future. They've really instilled in me the values of optimism, courage, bravery, and hope. So it's very important to not fixate on those negatives and to not be reduced by it by being grateful. Last but not least is to be grateful as it cultivates other virtues like humility, wisdom and patience. By being grateful and by acknowledging good things in your life and showing appreciation to others who have helped you in this journey, you are building and adding on to your other human virtues that will enable you to go monumental heights, to reach the stars. It will give you the right skills, the right tools and the right equipments to navigate life with ease. That concludes the episode 3 on gratitude. I hope you've learned something from it. Onwards and upwards. Love you all. Rish.